Welcome to the Just Barbarian Things podcast. This week is a special episode, so I just wanted to give you a quick introduction so that you had some background for what you're about to hear. Our patrons on Patreon get bonus podcast episodes that uh, allow them to get insight into the characters before we start a game. So in this case, this is the character creation podcast for the character of Carl Loft. Now, our patrons got to hear this episode before we started the Cthulhu adventure, so they had a little bit more insight into the character. For our non-patrons, we decided to make these episodes available because we feel like they do have merit, but they're not available until after the end of the storyline. Going forward, our patrons are also going to get bonus episodes that include session zeros that help us to establish the characters and really flesh them out before the start of a story. So if you're interested in hearing those before a story starts, please check us out on patreon.com slash justbarbarianthings. And as always, these podcasts can contain themes and language that are not appropriate to all listeners. I hope you enjoy. For this episode, we'd like to specially thank Jesse M., who is our first patron for Just Barbarian Things. Thanks, man. This is a episode where we're going to be doing character creation for Call of Cthulhu. Please be warned, Call of Cthulhu contains themes of Lovecraftian horror and madness and may not be appropriate for all audiences. Insanity. You have been warned. All right, Heretic, so you wanted to make a new character for Call of Cthulhu um, so that we can get started on our little solo game. Yes. So what we start with in Call of Cthulhu, because we're making a pulp character to make you a little bit beefier and more able to survive on your own, Mm -hmm. is we're going to start with an archetype. So you have a list of all the archetypes. Before I get started, though, do you want to go through all of them and pick one? Or do you want to do the random roll method to generate your character for you? I'm going to do rando. I'm going to do 100% rando and just rely on my role play chops to carry me through this. As opposed, It does to, make interesting characters when you yeah, do it that way. Yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm to just roll the dice and live dangerous and see how it plays out. So we're doing this for a short play so there are two adventure scenarios that we'll be playing through with this character unless they die in which case you can roll another one yeah um but yeah so there's not a lot to lose in making a little bit more of a random character so for random archetype generation you have your instructions there but i think it's a d100 because most things in cthulhu are okay I don't know if I have any D100 dice in this set. Oh, it's so just I'm all regular. To, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to dig into my my own personal private stash <laughs> of dice. So just while you're picking out dice, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what archetypes are in Pulp Cthulhu because they don't exist in regular Call of Cthulhu. So an archetype is a concept for a character that determines what their highest trait is likely to be. Um, It will also have some effect on their skills. So, for example, if you wanted to make a gritty detective type, you might choose the hard-boiled archetype. Um, The hard-boiled archetype, for example, and hopefully this is not the one that you end up rolling because that's the one I'm using as an example here, so that would be boring, Um, but it gives the core 
characteristic of con. So your constitution is going to be your highest trait. You're going to roll basically a higher stat for that by default. Then it's going to give you bonus points to put into certain skills that match up with that archetype best. Um, so you'll still choose a profession just like you do in normal Call of Cthulhu, but this archetype will just kind of give you a bonus and add on to that to make your character a little bit more able, a little bit more beefy, and a little bit more pulp, if you think about pulp fiction type scenarios. All right, so you have your D10s ready to go. I do have my uh, D100 set up here, so... I'm going to go ahead and... May the tentacles be always in your favor. Thank you. I'm going to roll the bones. Roll the cuddle bones. Oh. Oh. Cephalopod jokes. All right. I got a 25. 25. On my D100. Match it up to your sheet. That means... Now, this is interesting. We have double-sided printing here, so that's really cool. I am an explorer. Nice. So go ahead and read your description into the record. Don't fence me in, is the oft-heard cry of the explorer, who wishes for a more authentic and fulfilling life. Strong-willed, virtually unshakable, the explorer is ever questing for what lies over the horizon. Possibly at one with nature, such types are content to sleep where they fall, happily disdaining the soft comforts of urban life. Whether hacking through jungles, squeezing through cavers, cavers, and that's oh, what it says. <laughs> it's supposed to be caverns. I had to manually type these, so it's Oh, fun. well, that is a, a very minor typo for manually typing this whole thing. This yeah. looks hella pro. Well, well done. <laughs> Thanks. Squeezing through caverns or simply charting the hidden quarters of the city, the explorer is often a misfit who grows restless and annoyed by those they consider to be weak or cowards. Okay. So just to give you a heads up about the error, um, to make random rolling possible, I took all of the archetypes. I took the descriptions for them, but not the crunch, and I put that into a new document that split them equally into dice rolls uh, to make it easy to rando roll a character. And it worked out really well. I honestly, if you hadn't have told me that, I would have thought that this was printed straight from like the book. This is super pro. Good job. Well, thank you. All right, so actually you might want to have some note paper. So I'm going to give you some just scrap. For now. Well, I do like dim sum, so hurry up and dim me some. All right, so a couple of things to make note of. This is the crunch part of being an explorer. Um, you can choose for your core characteristic to be either Dex or Pow. Dex or Pow. Hmm. Do I want to be a Dexy explorer or a Power explorer? I want to be a Dexy explorer. Okay. So Dex will be your core characteristic. Explorer. Core. Characteristic. Dex. All right. When we get to your bonus points section, mm -hmm. you will have 100 bonus points that you can put in any of the following skills. 100 bonus points. 100 bonus points that I can put in any of the following skills? Yes. Okay. Animal handling. Okay, so we have animal handling added to the list here. Anthropology. Uh, okay, I'm going to have to add it at the end. <laughs> okay. Anthro. All right. Archaeology. Archaeology. Okay. Uh, let's see. Climb. 
Yep. Fighting brawl. Mm-hmm. Okay. First aid. First aid. Done. Jump. Jump. Language. Any. So you'll get to choose. Hmm. Because you should have language own and then other languages. Yeah, I have language own and then like a line. Right. So I'm just going to put any in parens for now yep. on that one. Natural okay. world. Which is in here. Yep. Navigate. Okay. Pilot any. Okay. And that means you pick one. Right. Not that you can pilot anything. Right. You'd have to be specific. Yeah. But you could choose multiple pilots and put points into all of them. Nice. Ride. Okay. Stealth. Stealth is not on here. Okay. Okay. Survival, any. Mm hmm. And track. Okay. All right. Um, you can pick any two talents. Just make a note of that when we get to that point. Any two talents. Okay. Okay. So that's the first step is we picked your archetype. Mm -hmm. So now we know you're an explorer. And we're going to use that to help us make decisions along with the rest of the stats that we roll about the other choices you make. Because you're going to play to your strengths and, in a good way, play to your weaknesses. Because that's what makes your character interesting. So now we're actually going to generate your characteristic stats. Okay, yeah, characteristics. Got it. All right. So the first thing that we're going to do is we are going to roll your core characteristic. Okay. So you want to roll 1d6. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to roll 1d6. I rolled a 5. You're going to add 13, 18, and then multiply by 5 can't do that in my head <laughs> that's what calculators are for <laughs> yeah but you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket literally everywhere you go all the time your whole freaking life well people nowadays i mean <laughs> to be fair that wasn't always true <laughs> no i know like back 130 years ago when i was in elementary school um that, that was the lie that they told you <laughs> Sorry, so I put 90 in dex then? Is that what I do? That is correct. Because um, 18 times um, 5 is 90. Is 90. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I put 90 in the big box. That is correct. Done. All right, so now that you have 90 in the big box, mm -hmm. we're going to put 45 in one of the little boxes. I'm going to put 45 in the top one. And then 18. 18 in the bottom one. That just seems nice. Now, that's supposed to be, by design, guaranteed a high number, which it is. 90 out of 100 is very good. It means you're very likely to be successful with things related to dexterity. To be fair, I could have rolled a 1. That would have sucked. Right, but in that case, we probably would have uh, done some re-rolling. We would have figured it out. Yeah. All right, so... Now that we've done your core characteristic, we're going to do the rest of them. So okay. for strength, mm -hmm. you're going to roll 3d6. I'm missing a d6. Oh, it's in my other bag. No big deal. Here we go. 226. So your total? 10. And you're going to multiply that by 5. Okay, 50. 
So your strength is 50. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right, we're going to do the same thing for constitution. Same, same for con. Here we go. Smile on me, dice gods. Right, six, five, two. So that is what, 13? Yep. Okay. So times five. Mm, 13 times five is at least 50. <laughs> <laughs> 13 times five is 65. Okay. Right, for your size, mm -hmm. we're going to roll 2d6. Okay. Hang on. All right, eight. We're going to add a six to that. Okay, 14. Then multiply by five. Okay, 14 times five, 70. Okay, so I guess I'm kind of big. I don't we'll know. talk about what they all mean in a second. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of the game I know, here. you're so excited. That's my bad. I'm just really excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you've already done dexterity, so mm -hmm. we'll move on to appearance. Okay. We're going to do 3d6 again and multiply by five. All right, 3d6 times five. We've got eight and five, three, four is 12 times five. That's one you should be able to do 60. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of things again. <laughs> you're not bad. But yeah, you're not super high on your app. All right, intelligence, we're going to do 2d6 plus 6. All right, 9 plus 6 is 15. Times 5. 15 times 5 is 75. Not anyone's dummy. All right, so for your good. pal, we're going to mm -hmm. do 3d6 times 5. Here we go. Awesome. <laughs> Two, one, one. So five times five, I can do that one. 25. You know, and that's okay because I picked decks on purpose. So. Right. You're not going to be as magic-y focused on your character because your power yeah. is low. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then for education, we're going to do 2d6 plus six. All right. That's seven plus six is 13. And that's still times five. Mm -hmm. 65. I graduated high school. I guess back in those days, I graduated eighth grade. <laughs> All right. So we are going to go ahead and put the rest of those small numbers in there. And then I'll talk a little bit about what that means. Okay. All right. So for your first stop for strength, what is your big number? 50. All right. So 50 is pretty straightforward. It's going to be 25 and 10. Roger. And your next one? 65. 65 will be 32 and 13. Okay. 70. 70 will be 35 and 14. You can find all of this information at our website at... No, just kidding. Um, uh, next up is appearance at 60. All right. 60 is 30 and 12. 30 and 12. Okay. Uh, 65. 65 is 32 and 13. 32 and 13. I'm going to turn turn my headphones up just a smidge. Okay. Uh, 75. 75 is 37 and 15. All right. Pow is 25. 25 is 12 and 5. 
12 and 5. Done. Okay. So your big number is your base stat. For most normal challenges, you want to roll less than that number. Right. Now, if it's a particularly hard challenge, or if you roll exceptionally low and you make it under your smaller numbers, that can be a hard or extreme success. Okay. And some challenges require you to meet those marks because they're exceptionally difficult to do. Okay. So for your higher stats, it's obviously easier to make those hard successes than it is for your POW, for example. Okay. Okay. And stop saying okay all the time, okay? Okay. (laughs) All right. So we've done all of your halves and fifths. So that's all good. Um, Now we want to talk about a little bit, since you kind of can see what your stats look like. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your age of your character. Yes. So Call of Cthulhu characters are usually anywhere between 15 and 90 years old. (laughs) Call of Cthulhu characters are living humans. Yeah, they're not babies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. prior to age 15, you're you're not a person. No, that's not true. Uh, uh, In Call of Cthulhu it is. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like Skyrim where you're just, you're there, but, you know, you can't really, you know be interacted with okay so this person is you're very dexterous so you're probably not super old 26 26 years old okay and obviously we can adjust that as we go too Mm -hmm. all right now we're gonna roll some other attributes Cool. Will give us time to think about things. Yeah, let's do it. All right, for your luck, we're going to roll 2d6 plus 6. I feel like this character is going to be really lucky. The dice are going to reflect that. No. Oh. Uh, 9. Plus uh, 6. Uh, 15. Times 5. Uh, Yeah, a lot. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I've done this one a few times, but I keep forgetting it. No, right? 75. Yeah, see, that's pretty lucky. Yeah. Right. So you're going to circle that. As your starting luck. Luck, luck. It's luck. right under right your here. stats. Yep. Right here. 75. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I ain't mad at that, I gotta say. All right, here's the sad part. Mm-hmm. Your sanity yeah. is equal to your pal. No, I'm supposed to be virtually unshakable because I'm an explorer, etc. Well, you, uh, you're, you're stable where you are. But you don't have a lot to lose. <laughs> I, I chose Dex, not Pow. If I chose Pow, I'd be virtually unshakable. Right. Instead, you are hacking through jungles. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or squeezing through cavers. Through cavers. <laughs> I'm getting all up in them cavers. <laughs> all right. So for your hit points, we're going to mm-hmm. add your con and your size together. Okay. And then divide by five, rounding down. So that's 65 plus 70 gives me 135. Divided by 5. And divide that by 5 is 27. So there you go. That's some pretty decent hit points. Yeah. Boys. Boys and girls. You are a hardy character. Yeah. All right. Now, for your magic points, Mm -hmm. that's going to be equal to the smallest POW number. The smallest POW number, 5. I have 5 magic points. Again, not mad at that because I'm not really a magic-y kind of, kind of person here. All right. Kind of guy. 
Next thing we're going to figure out is your damage bonus. So add your strength and your size together. Damage bonus. Now, where do I write this? Well, down? actually, we're just going to look at them together. Um, there's a little box for damage bonus. Um, I think. Damage bonus is at the bottom right corner. Ah, I see. Okay. In the big box labeled damage bonus, in the even bigger box labeled combat. That is correct. All right, cool. But it's down by where your weapons and stuff are, so it's not as noticeable when we're working up top. So inconspicuous. So first step is to add your strength and size together. Strength and size together. All right, that's 50 and 65 for 115. All right, so 115 Mm -hmm. means that your damage bonus is none. Okay. (laughs) Nothing. Right. And your build is plus zero. Okay. And none is different from plus zero because it Well, is... it would be, I mean, it's the same, but what it's telling you is you're not going to add any additional bonuses to your physical attacks. I'm sure there's some math majors out there, if you're listening, if you want to let us know the difference between null and plus zero. There, there's got to be a I didn't say null, though. I said none. Mathematical difference. So there. Yeah, null and none is also different from each other. So if you could explain that as well. Yeah, you're an English major, so you should be able to handle that one. I could handle the explanation once I have a keen understanding of the source material. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have figured out your damage bonus. Now we're going to figure out your movement rate. All right. So we're going to compare dex, strength, and size. Dex, strength, and size. Okay. Are your dex and strength bigger or smaller than size, or does it... My dex and strength... Dex is bigger, strength is lower. Okay. So your move will be eight. Eight. Eight move. I was hoping for more move. I was hoping to not be so big, assuming that that's what size means. It is. But, But it can be height or weight. Or a combination of the two. So you'll kind of be able to play with that a little bit and we'll get there. Okay. All right. Now we're going to figure out some pulp talents. Pulp talents. Where are the pulp talents? Um, I will be telling them to you. Oh, okay. All right. So you get two of them. That's what your archetype said, is that you can have any two. Any two talents. I wrote that down. So that is true. All right. So... Um, for your first talent, do you want a physical talent, a mental talent, or a combat talent? I want a physical talent. Roll 1d10. Physical for the first one. 1d10 coming right up, Ringo. And if you don't like it, we'll re-roll, because it should match what you're starting to think of as your character. Two. Okay. Um, two is quick healer. Hmm. Not really what I have in mind. Okay, let's re-roll. Let's try one more time at least. Three. <laughs> Three is night vision. Well, I mean, I don't know. Because we're doing physical, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You can roll again if you want to. Well, let's... let's. Um, or do you want to pick? I can give you the whole list. Uh, no, I don't want to necessarily pick, but let's put night vision like in one slot. Okay. Right? Do like, you want to know what night vision does? Yes. Okay. So night vision means that when your character is in darkness, it reduces the difficulty level of spot hidden rolls and ignores penalty dice 
in for shooting in the dark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's put that let's put that on the shelf and see what else we come up with. What else we fish out of the abyss. Okay. Four. Jesus. You're just going in order. Endurance. Okay. Now that's interesting. Now what does that do though? You gain a bonus die when you make con rolls. Okay. Which includes determining move rate for chases. <laughs> Sorry, that's the bird alarm. And that's the cat alarm. <laughs> <laughs> so many alarms. Okay. Um yeah, you know, I'm gonna go with endurance. Okay. So your first talent is endurance. Enduro. Okay. And again, you get a bonus die when making con rolls. Do I have to write this down or I mean like, what's up with how this works? There's a place where you can put it on your second sheet, but. So talents are on the, oh yeah, okay. Talents. Endurance. Bonus die on. Hmm? Con, Con rolls. rolls. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right for your second talent. Mm-hmm. Do you want physical, mental, or combat? Let's do combat. All right. Roll one d ten. Three. Uh, that is fast load. Okay. It says choose a firearm specialization. Ignore penalty dies for loading and firing in the same round. Hmm. Hmm. How are firearms in this game? Are they weak and dumb, or are they realistic and horrible? They're realistic and horrible against humans. Okay, but don't necessarily carry the same weight versus... It's hard to say how it will go with abominations, because it would really depend on what you were facing. Um, But they do an extraordinary amount of physical damage. They're also very loud. Yeah. Like like real guns. Like real guns. <laughs> <laughs> Do an extraordinary amount of damage and super loud. Yep. Okay. Um, let's put that one on the shelf. Okay. And see what else we get out of the abyss. Nine. That is quick draw. Ooh, nice. What does this do? Um, it says that you do not need to have your firearm readied in order to gain your bonus to dexterity when determining your position in the dex order of combat. That you can sounds fucking immediately sounds cool. <laughs> we did. I should have mentioned language besides horror, but yeah. I'll try to. Uh, anyway, uh, so that sounds pretty cool. Now, before I decide, okay. Are there any, like, combat skills that are hand-to-hand, melee type of sort of based? Because I think that would be kind of cool. Your strength isn't very high, though. And that's what you base that shit on? There's no dex-based type of stuff Um, in this system? So strength is going to handle a lot of your big hits. Mm -hmm. Or your brawl skill in general. You can just dump a lot of points in that and be a quick fighter. And that's fine, too. But yes, there are some melee talents. Um, Heavy hitter, nimble, outmaneuver, rapid attack. Okay. And fleet-footed. Yeah. Hmm. I think think I'll do quick draw. Okay. So firearm does not need to be readied. 
And again, these are just extra talents. You can always put points into your fighting brawl and still be a very effective fighter regardless of your talents. Okay. All right. So we have chosen our talents. Now we're going to pick an occupation. Okay. So there is a giant list of pre-made occupations. Mm -hmm. I want you to keep in mind, though, um, that we can keep it kind of free form. This is the 1920s. Okay. You'll be starting in Boston. 1920s Boston. So I was going to ask about the setting, but I wanted to hold off to see if it came up organically. But you did. <laughs> it so, did. There you go. So think about the things that would match up with kind of your statistics and your talents. Okay. That would make sense for that time period. And again, consider that occupation doesn't necessarily mean that you have a job. You can be like a dilettante. You can be... Um, uh, a con man you can be a gangster so it's not necessarily a salary position yeah um this this person is going to be a student okay so let me see although what I can find for that. in 1920s boston still a student at 26 is kind of weird so no you're really smart so you could be doing an advanced degree or teaching Fair enough. The education is a little low for that, but... Okay. Maybe you came back to it later. Maybe you were in a war <laughs> and returned to school. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll say a student, like, a, like, maybe, like maybe a graduate student. I don't know. Okay. So you are a student... You are going to get some occupation skill points related to your studentism. Oh, boy. So you're going to take your education and you multiply that by four. Okie dokie. 65 times four is 260. Darn. <laughs> All right. And that's how many points you can spend in your skills related to being a student. So I'm going to let you know what those are right now. Student points skills. Okay, go ahead. All right. The skills you can spend those points in are language own and language other. Okay. Library use. Mm-hmm. Listen. Yes. Um, any three fields of study. Any three fields so ologies of and similar. study. Okay. And you can also choose two other skills not on that list. Okay. Keep in mind as you spend points that some skills have a starting value. So you'll be adding to those. Right. Okay. And if you want to pause the recording so people don't listen to some of that scratching, we'll talk about your results at the end. Sounds good. And we're back. So you've spent all your occupation-specific skill points. I have. So let's talk through what you ended up choosing. Okay. First up, I, uh, and ironically enough, this is the last one that I chose, but going alphabetically, I uh, dumped some points into firearms handgun. As one of your bonus skills? As one of my bonus skills. And then after that, I did a language Latin 
at 65. Nice. I did another language, Greek, at 65. Covering the classics. Covering the classics as a classically educated person in 1920s Boston. Yeah, it know, makes sense. I pocked my car in the Harvard Yard and learned about languages. Okay. And I know my own language fairly well at 65. So all the languages are 65. Okay. Uh, I put 70 points in listen. Good. And that's it. So the two languages were from my study. So we're, we're, we're two of the three study bonus skills. So right. I didn't do a third one really, except maybe that was firearms. No, that was your one, that of, was your one bonus. of my bonus. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you didn't have to use all of the options. Again, you can choose to put more points and fewer skills. So that's fine. Yeah. Next, we're going to spend your archetype skills. So I told you you had 100 points, mm-hmm. and I told you which ones you could spend that on. You did. So we're going to do another quick pause while we allot those points. Okay. Well, we'll be right back. And we're back again. All right. So what did you end up spending your points on? This was super easy because I knew I wanted to climb, and I knew I wanted stealth. So I just did 50-50 climb and stealth. So those are both at 70. Perfect. All right, we have one last place to spend some points, and this is in your personal interests. Hmm, okay. So, so we're going to take your intelligence, your int, mm-hmm. multiply that by two. Personal interests, so int times two is 150. And we are going to spend those to any skills that your character might be interested in. Nice. Okay. This would be cool. things that you did outside of your profession, maybe even outside your archetype. They're just things that your character spent time because they had an interest in learning them. Okay. Sounds right. good. Let's so we'll be right back. Those. After these messages, we'll be right back. And we're back once again. So we have chosen your personal interest skills. So yes, why don't we have. why don't you walk us through those? All right. I chose um a little bit of credit rating because I am, uh, for for uh, all intents and purposes, a uh, poor student, I think. That's fair. And I put a good deal of, of points into jump, actually. So that's at a total of 70. Nice. And then, then I just did... Um, basically all my remaining points into natural world so that's at 30. all right that all sounds great all right so after we've done all those i'm just getting through skill descriptions i'll give you a little bit about um what your credit rating means and everything so you are at poor level poor which is not the lowest level it's one up from there what's the lowest level penniless penniless you're like a beggar yes so you are able to afford a minimum of a roof over your head and at least one meal a day. Ooh, rough. You have accommodations that are restricted to the cheapest options. So it might be a cheap motel or in your case, it might be student housing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for travel, you mostly use public transportation or the cheapest possible options. Okay. So far, if you so have good. your own car, it is probably cheap and unreliable. 
But in the 20s, I mean, you know, a car was like a million dollars. Not, not you know, it was like 60 bucks, but adjusted for inflation, <laughs> right. it was a million dollars. <laughs> so those are your skills. So perfect. Sounds good. Now we're going to get into your backstory. Okay. So we have some random tables we can use for inspiration if you want to. Otherwise, we can start kind of filling it in based on your thoughts for your character so far. Well, when we started this, I said I was going to go 100% rando. So I got to stick with that. I have a bunch of ideas for what I want to do with this guy, this person. But um, I said I was going to do rando. So, you know, unless it ends up completely ridiculous, let's let's stick with that. All right. So roll 1d20, please. A d20? Getting all D&D up in this. I know, right? thought we were playing Cthulhu. Nat 20. All right. Because that's how I roll. So this, um, you have a couple of options here mm-hmm. for your 20. Okay. This is to describe your appearance. All right. You could choose stocky, mm-hmm. slender, yeah. or decent looking. <laughs> stocky, slender, or decent looking? That is correct. Or we can roll again. Uh... I'm going to actually go with Slender. Okay. Because his size is pretty up there, but I was, he's going to be taller than he is wide. Okay. That sounds good. All right. Now we're going to talk a little bit about your ideology and beliefs. Okay. So I need you to roll 1d10, please. 1d10. Ideology and beliefs. Two. You don't like being touched. You know, that's uh, that's interesting. And it might not be, like, in a romantic way, but, like, it'll probably startle you if someone came up and, like, put a hand on your shoulder or something like that. You'd probably react more strongly than a typical person. No, that, that's, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like that in real life, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm not a very touchy-feely kind of bro. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to roll 1d10 to figure out who in your life is significant to you. Okay. Hmm. This is important, depending. Let's see. Three. You have a sibling Okay. that is important to you. So brother, half-brother, sister, stepsister. Okay. You can decide which one makes the most sense for your family situation. But for some reason, your sibling is very important to you. Sounds great. I'm on board. This is great. (laughs) All right. Next, we're going to determine why they're significant to you. All right. If this matches up, it's going to be fate because we'll see what happens. 1d10. Here we go. Nine. The place where you are happiest um, is somehow linked with them specifically. happy place and we can roll again if you want to let's try one more time okay just one more time sure here we go two uh they taught you something Hmm. maybe they triggered your love of your active lifestyle or your boxing that you do or whatever it is that would be a pretty broad interpretation it can be more specific Hmm. than that I'm just throwing ideas out there. <laughs> they 
taught you something. That doesn't necessarily mean that they sat you down and were like, okay, look, take notes. You learned something from them. You learned something from them either by their action or omission of action or just by uh, example. Right. Et cetera. Exactly. Yeah, let's go with that one. Okay. Learned from. Okay. All right. Next, we're going to have a treasured possession that you keep with you. Hmm. Okay. So another 1d10, please. For a prized possession. Six. You have a collection of something. Okay. So examples it gives are matchbooks, jewelry, cigarette cards, etc. Hmm. A collection. Seashells. Hmm. Coins. Let's do coins. Cool. Maybe from places you've been, or they could just be ones that are valuable or old. Just from around the world. Cool. Coins of various world currency. All right, now we're going to roll for a trait that you have. So this will help in your role playing. Okay, this is a trait that I have? Yes. So a trait as in like a personality trait. Okay. How you interact with people. So roll 1d10. Six again. All right. And you're going to have options. Mm -hmm. So your three options with a six are materialistic, skeptical, or affable. Huh. Okay. Uh, I think skeptical is good. Yeah, I think that's a good one. So we are skeptical. We're a skeptic. I don't necessarily believe things as presented at face value. All right. So at this point, this is where we'd round out your character. And since you're doing kind of a random character, I don't feel bad kind of pushing this on you right now. No, that's great. But let's think about a name for your hero. Okay. Let's think about a name. Let's do that. Let's think about it. Let's see what what kind of name we're going to come up with for this guy. I think, uh, well... At this point, we haven't even determined the sex. That's so, true. But we're not doing that yet. We're going to name That's... this person first. Well, they're not numbered, so we can do gender first if you want to. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's do that. I don't want to try and talk like um, like a female or feminine type of character this Change whole time. Like a right. Right. What, where I just end up sounding like, you know, I just, it doesn't, I don't really, it's not in my skill set to yeah. be like, hey boys, but so I just, I don't sound right. I can't no, do fine. it. So we're going to, we're going to stick with male. I tend to play female characters too, although occasionally I'll play male. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I have no experience with how that's done or if it's easy to go one way or the other, it's completely out of my wheelhouse. So I'm just going to stick with male. All right. So keeping that in mind, what kind of name do you think would work? I think I want to call him Carl Loft. Oh, that's a cool name. Yes. Thank now, you. Now, are you from Boston or are you from somewhere else? Um, That's your hmm, birthplace. You know, uh, I mean, sure, he can be from Boston. So you're a hometown boy. Going yes. to school where you grew up. Yes. So your birthplace and your residence are both Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Mass. 
Oh, Massachusetts, is that M-A or is yes. that Maine? No. Maine is M-E? Yeah. And Minnesota is M-N? No, is that Montana? Is that M-A? No, Mo is even... Montana. Mo is Montana. Yeah, there's so many states that start with M. <laughs> that's true. That's ridiculous to keep track of them. N's are in there, but they're usually new something, so they're easy. <laughs> yeah. So there's Boston, Mass, which is M-A, but... I'm just going to put mass because he attended a lot of mass in his day. Because being from Boston, you are, of course, Catholic. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to determine your cash and assets. Okay. And that's oh, on look. your second page. I have archetype here. I can write explorer there. That is correct. I didn't fill that out. So that's cool. Okay, cool. That box is actually fully filled out because I can write my name in the player slot. That is correct. Done. Okay. What next? Now we're doing cash and assets on the second page. Cash and assets. Spending level poor. Wait. Well, your spending level is going to be a number. Oh. You had given me a name earlier, and I don't remember what it was. It was poor. It was poor. Okay, so I did remember what it was. You can put poor there if you want instead of your value. That's fine. You know what? I'm going to put poor, and then I'm going to put the number value like next to it. Yeah, that's fine. So what's up with that? Poor, what's the number? Five. Five. Is how much you put in CR. Yes, it is. Okay. Cash. Your cash is your credit rating Mm -hmm. times one. So five dollars, dude. Five dollars in nineteen twenty whatever is like. It's not bad. Six thousand dollars. You could buy a house. The cash level <laughs> for penniless is fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying. When yeah. you look at old timey signs and stuff, and it's like cheeseburger one cent, <laughs> you know, or or whatever hot sandwich or something. So cash refers not necessarily to what you carry on you in person. It's probably something that you keep somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. Because that's a lot of money. Yeah, I have a loose brick in my hovel, and and inside that I have my bills and pennies and, you know, cash currency in a a tobacco tin. Right. Your assets are your credit rating times 10, so $50. Okay. And that's going to include pretty much all of your valuable possessions. In your case, it may or may not include what you pay for your student housing and that sort of thing. Okay. All right. And then your spending level, we're going to add a little number next to the notes you put there. Mm-hmm. Your total spending level is $2. That's the cash you're most likely to have on you at any given time. Man, I'm rich. Again, because 1920-whatever. Right. $2, I mean. Yeah. You can take the bus a bunch of times. I can do all sorts of stuff. <laughs> It's like you seriously, you get a lunch for like five cents. Yeah. So you know you wouldn't you wouldn't give the guy a whole dollar. No. <laughs> no, you'd give him no, a quarter. No, pa- you're probably carrying a pocket full of coins. Mm-hmm. All right. So, a couple of things to keep in mind. Um, we've already figured out all of your values and everything. Um, as we go through this. There are a couple of ways that you'll upgrade your character. So unlike Dungeons and Dragons or similar, there's no experience points. Mm -hmm. So when we play, you will say that you want to do something. 
And I will usually let you decide what skill matches that best, like how you're using your skills to do something. So for example, if I'm hiding in an alley behind a trash can. Sure. And I'm watching a guy and I want to um, throw him back into the alley and confront him in the shadows of the alley away from the prying eyes of the public i would say i want to force this guy into the alley somehow so that i can confront him away from the prying eyes of the public sure and you would go cool roll this or similar right just for example what skill are you using to do that sounds good okay and i would say uh well stealth to sneak and fighting brawl to to get him where I want him to go. Right. And I have the opportunity to veto if you say something that doesn't make sense. Like, I want to use animal handling because <laughs> he's an animal. <laughs> I'd like to do archaeology and anthropology. <laughs> to know how his original peoples would have done this. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to do sleight of hand to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Now, for a regular contest, if mm-hmm. you roll under your skill value... Mm-hmm. You succeed. Okay. When you succeed, you check the box next to that skill. All right. At the end of a given chapter of content, you will make some dice rolls to increase those skills potentially. Hmm. Interesting. So the more you use something, the more likely you are that you will be able to increase it. So this is OJT. Yes. Okay. Now, the other way you can increase the skill is by critically failing at it, because we also learn from our failures. Oh, we fail forward. Yes. Okay, that's cool. Because you fail so hard mm-hmm. that you vow never to do that again. Oh. Oh, I see. Okay, it's not just a, hmm, that didn't work. Well, oh, No, it's okay, only for critical fails. Oh, critical fails are what... Regular failures Regular don't fails do Regular don't do anything. So critical fails or successes both allow you to check the box all right it's a fun fact this doesn't prepare you for real life (laughs) okay got it all right so the last thing we have to do is figure out your equipment because we're Mm. done with skills equipment sounds good so i'm just getting to our equipment page oh treasured possessions i have a treasured possessions part yes so i'm gonna do collection Collection of international currency. Um, Coins, I mean. Very cool. Currency. All right. I'm going to open up the equipment list so we can get that going. All right, so let's start with what kind of clothes do you think you wear? Um, let's see. Okay, a 1920s student probably wears uh, khakis and um, hmm, shoes, 
like Oxford's. Right. And, um, uh, and like a, a, a button, a button up dress shirt type of shirt. Right. And maybe suspenders and like, uh, a jacket, a, a sport coat type of jacket, like a suit jacket sort of jacket. Okay. But not like part of a suit, maybe. Okay. That and, works. And uh, on one of those hats, you know, like uh, a, a 1920s style cheese cutter hat or the, the top like buttons to the little brim and, you know. Like a golf cap? Sure. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Like, um, I mean, if you ever saw the musicals Newsies, like, you know, like one of those guys, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not too big on musical theater myself, but I, I just, I feel like I saw that preview once and it stuck with me. Okay. So he would, he would wear that, those sorts of clothes. All right. Your character is very active and he does some things that might be considered outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. What kind of equipment do you think you have in your room? Oh, he would have, uh some really good stout hiking boots, mountaineering boots type of boots. Okay. Um, he would have a pack to put stuff in for that sort of thing to just get out in the wilderness and, and explore. He would have a, um, like a, a, a Bowie knife because a survival knife wasn't necessarily a thing. Right, so let's go ahead and pause here then, since we got to something that could be a weapon. Okay. And let's make sure that we add that to your sheet. Sounds good. So at the bottom of your first page, there's a weapon section. You'll notice that unarmed is already filled in for you. It is. Okay. So we're going to add your Bowie knife. All right. Did you want me to pause? Oh, you don't have to. Okay. It's going to be Bowie knife. Bowie knife. Got right. it. So we're going to call that, what, a medium knife? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to use your fighting brawl skill, just so you know. Okay. So if you want to, you can fill in the regular hard extreme based mm-hmm. on your fighting brawl. And for now, you can just put in your big number because we haven't talked about your small ones. Which is regular. Yes. Is that the same for unarmed? Yes. Okay. Right, your damage will be one d eight plus your damage bonus, which is nothing. Right, your okay. range is touch, which is often written as T on these sheets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your attacks is one. Mm-hmm. And you don't have ammo or malfunctions with this weapon, so you're good. That's handy. Your knife doesn't break for most reasons. Mm. All right. So going back to your equipment, what else might you have? So I don't have any survival. So he's not going to necessarily have survival stuff, you know. Do you have like a lamp or a lantern or? mm, Probably a lantern. Yeah. I'd say. Okay. And, uh, hmm. Do you have binoculars? No, no binoculars, but like a a notebook, some charcoal, 
Um, and not charcoal like a briquette, but like the sticks where you use to do... For writing and drawing? And rubbings and stuff right. like that. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a tent? No. Um, but like maybe a, a blanket and or bedroll. Okay. Type of thing. Uh, again, the, the kind of thing that a, a city person would do for, you know, outdoorsiness, but not necessarily having expertise in survival. All right. Um, what kind of things might you have for school? Um, but one thing I probably would have though, just to revisit this sure. other thing is probably climbing gear, sure, rope and crampons and pythons and sure, you know, climbing pick and hammer and that sort of deal. That all makes sense. Climbing gear. Okay. What sorts of things would I have for school? Yep. Um, I would have a, a, a satchel type of sack as opposed to like the, the backpack for mountaineering, hiking type of stuff. This would be more of a messenger bag sort of deal. Um, and it would have paper and notebooks and pencils. Yeah, do you have pencils or do you have a fountain pen? It's broke. So okay. he would have pencils. Um, I was kind of thinking that he would have a like you know fancier stuff based on the background that i was thinking but it's okay if he doesn't have that stuff okay uh it probably has like a writing tablet or similar yeah i mean you know i don't i don't know what students had in 1920s Okay, like that's something your, we can relegate what to your research. Kit was but like yeah, just your 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 nineteen twenties student, uh, grad student starter kit. <laughs> okay, you know, is he a smoker? Mm, no, because um, even though back then smoking was promoted as like a healthful thing to do, right? Uh he kind of noticed that it diminished his uh, physical prowess and affected him adversely, so gave it up, but uh, did keep a lighter, a Zippo lighter for um, lighting his lantern, and also it's always good to be able to light somebody's cigarette as a social kind of thing. Sure. Do you have access to a vehicle? No. Okay. So you rely on public or paid transportation? Yeah. Doesn't okay. even know how to drive, really. Okay. Like, at all. I mean, a little bit. All right. So your character, your hero, mm -hmm. he knows quite a bit about pistols. Yes. Does he have a gun? Um, that would be awesome. Those are pretty expensive. I mean, I want to say buying, like, a gun back then would probably cost you, like, $30, $40, you know, at a, at a time when someone made, like, 2 $3 a week working in a factory. That was a pretty significant chunk of change. The cool thing was you could order them from Sears Catalog, and it just come in the mail to your house. <laughs> With how high your skill is, I assume you have one either because you inherited it or because you got it for a class or a club or something like that. Okay. Good. That, so, that would be great, yeah. Okay. 
So what type of pistol do you have? This is a Colt 1911 45. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, automatic Colt pistol. So your Colt 1911, we'll go back to your front sheet to put that in your equipment. Yeah. In your weapons, your rather. Weapons. Yep. I'm just going to call it by its old-fashioned name, Colt 45. That's fine. Because it works every time. <laughs> All right, that's going to use your firearms handgun skill, so you can put that in your regular box there. No, that's a whopping 81, boys and nice. girls. Nice. Okay. And damage for that guy? 1d10 plus 2. 1d10 plus 2. All right. Range. 15. Was that yards, feet, miles? We'll talk about that a little okay. bit when we get there. Fair enough. Attacks. Your attacks are one, mm-hmm. and then put three in parentheses. One, three. Okay. And your ammo is seven. Fantastic. That is highly historically accurate. So <laughs> I'm, in, I'm into that. Malfunction. Uh, let me see if you have a special malfunction for that one. So your malfunction is only going to happen on 100. So you can put 100 there. I see. Okay. And is there anything else you can think of that you believe your character would have or have access to? Um, hmm. No. No. Okay. Then we'll do a little bit of numbers crunching offline, but this is the basics of your new character. You are an explorer at heart. You're currently a student. Um, You do a lot of outdoorsy activities, a little bit of fighting, which is kind of mysterious, and I guess we'll find more about. Um, You have some skill and interest in firearms, particularly pistols. Um, and a love of languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I could really round this out with uh, my own personal idea of you know this uh, of Carl's backstory. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I think everything matches up with what I I kind of thought up during this process. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing your character creation as a bonus episode today. I hope all of our patrons enjoyed it. And uh, there will be more podcasts up soon, guys. So keep your ears and eyes on our Patreon page. I know. I'm really excited to get started playing this guy. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Good night.